Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, the movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. leading up to this episode right like this is 200 this is like this is the official like benchmark for either one of two things one a very successful podcast or two just a very persistent podcast right like (laughs) you know what i'm fucking fine either way the answer is (laughs) yes (laughs) yes i'll take i'll take both uh over 200 episodes we have had ups, we've had downs, we've had phoned-in episodes, and we've had really quality ones. <laughs> we've we've kind of uh, like done all of the things that there is to do on an episode. So to start this episode, I want to do it a little differently. And I'm high gonna five. be sorry. <laughs> nope, nope. I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be a little selfish on this one um, because I want to thank the two of you for being a part of this show. Um, I want to start do that individually. Jay, I want to start with you. And I want to say that uh, 200 episodes ago, which is, which equates to roughly five and a half years ago, uh, (laughs) you and I annoyed our wives with incessant talking about movies and pop culture. Every time that we would get together. And Mm -hmm. I came to you and I said, Hey, I have always wanted to do a podcast. And you're like, that's crazy. I've always wanted to do a podcast. And I'm like, that's not that crazy because you and I often have the same ideas and interests about many a thing. And we, that night, I remember in the kitchen of your house, devised the idea. We're like, do you want to just like, should we just start a podcast? Should we just like take our love of movies and talk about podcasts? And you were like, yeah. And we did it. And I remember, I wanted to just tell a flashback story to the first episode that we recorded. We recorded the very first episode. I found uh, the cheapest, the cheapest microphones that we could get on Amazon were some Logitech headphone like mics with the mic built in. Oh, they're terrible. 
They were they sounded and now I go back and listen to those episodes and it like it makes me cringe because I'm just like oh God, this is, this audio quality is terrible. But we took those and we went your company was operating out of a workspace, right? Like a shared workspace. It was, it was and, a sort of like a we work, but not as slimy and way not as bankrupty. Wait, to, to 1000%. And we went in and it was after hours. I want to say it was like seven o'clock on like a Friday or something. And we went in and the place was practically empty. It felt like, um, I don't know if either <laughs> of you guys have ever had this experience, but if you like stay way late at your school after school yep. is let out and everything is just like eerily empty and weird. And there's like just a weird energy in the, in the place. That's what this it makes a like. difference when only the security lights are on. Totally. And I knew something special was going to happen that night. And we went in and I remember there was a whiteboard and you wrote on it. High five the podcast. <laughs> right. And it was our very first episode and our very first episode for those who don't know it was dawn of directors it was directorial debuts and we thought that that worked because this was our podcast debut right so we were going to talk the top five directorial debuts on our very first inaugural episode and we recorded and it was like magic like i instantly found that thing that i had been missing in my life uh for who knows for you know 30 plus years at that point 30 years and um so since then we haven't stopped like it literally there has been no year hiatus the longest nope. hiatus i think we've ever taken was maybe three months like maybe it and was but you, we were working on it in the in the meantime because it, that was when we restructured the whole thing exactly so i don't think in that five and a half years that we've ever really stopped you know what i mean no. like it's just been like let's keep going let's do this let's do this subject matter so i just want to say thank you you are probably out of my entire life you are you have stuck with me the longest out of anyone else <laughs> other than my own children who have to right Right. Uh, <laughs> so I want to say thank you to that. And that brings me to Mia. Now, Mia, you are a recent addition to High Five yes. the Podcast, right? Like you came yes. on. Our tornado our sucked you in. <laughs> it did. Yes. And we got to a point as a show where we were like, man, I feel like we just need to, to go to that next level. Like we've ridden our momentum so far and we need we need that next thing. And we talked about adding a third host and we're like, man, that would be crazy, but that would be awesome. Like it would, it would change the dynamic a lot. And you were the first person I think that came to mind to be totally honest. And really? yeah. And we yeah. talked about other people and we talked to other people, but ultimately we just kept coming back and it was just your infectious, um, just aura, your personality. It was just so, <laughs> It was so warm and it was so perfect. And we felt like, you know, that's what we need on our show. And so I will say to you to have you on the last, I don't know, I think at this point it's like 20 some odd episodes. Um, yeah. Even even though you haven't been here for the whole 200, you feel like an official part of that 200 family. And so mm -hmm. I want to say to you, thank you for taking our show to the next level, for getting us to that echelon and now seeing us past episode number 200. And so I'll step down off my soapbox, but I wanted to take the opportunity <laughs> to thank both of you 
for helping us achieve something that most podcasts and Jay, as you've pointed out, hell, most series, most entertainment entities as a whole don't ever make, which is 200 episodes. So thank you both very much for that. And on that, I would like to high five. Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. Nailed it. On the 200th, uh, 200th try. Nailed it. <laughs> and it'll never happen again. No. And that was it. And then they all exploded. <laughs> it's our birthday, essentially. It's our 200th it birthday. We're very old. It's our bicentennial. Very merry unbirthday to us. Yeah, a Thank very you. merry unbirthday. That's so true. To me. To me. <laughs> and, and Jay, I think it was your suggestion to we were kind of ruminating over what we should do for our 200th episode right because like on our 100th episode mm -hmm. we had special guest jason marsden uh -huh. um and we were like should we have another special guest and we were like but mia's I here know. i mean mia's special we enough we don't need any other special guests other than mia and then i think you guys said what about movie memories and that was, yeah, at first, was I was good. like, I don't know how to list a movie memory. Also, I have terrible memory. Uh, <laughs> show's called High Five for a reason. Um, but no, like, well, but I it was one of those things that it needed to be when we were talking about a topic for the 200th show. I think the first thing I threw out was that our top 200 movies. And oh, then we had that. I think, and, I think uh, that I simply responded, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which was the, which was the correct response. Um, yes. Uh, and so we moved on to, so it's like, it had to be something to do with movies mo more than likely, but it yeah. didn't have to be like ranking movies themselves because this is, about us. It's a celebration. I mean, sure. Q, to your point earlier, and I don't want to, you know, I, I will give the thanks uh, and, 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 and return it as well to you because this was always something that had been a dream of being able to just sit and talk movies with people that I care about. And I had, was so sick. And this is where the idea came from is you and I were so sick of people just shitting on movies all the time. It's like, yeah, there are bad movies. Yeah, there are good movies. Yeah, there are movies that I don't like that you like. But you know what? Movies are fantastic and they can bring us together and their stories and their art and their life and their love and their everything in between. And so why not just talk about movies? Let's figure out a way to talk good things about movies. And that has blossomed into even beyond that, now we're talking television shows, we're talking books where, you know, we, we've joined up with Project Nerd to just be able to share the love of nerding out about things you love. And it all stems from wanting desperately to like movies. And yeah. that is a fun place to be. And so, Mia, I'm so glad that um, that we were able to, you know, suck you in with our, our tornado <laughs> winds and infect you with this as well, because, uh, you know, thanks to both of you, because this has been this has been so Sorry, much fun. And these these types of episodes <laughs> where we just get I don't know why. No, not that, that, was, that was even that was a perfectly timed. You're like, I just want to say thank you guys so much. And it's like, I'm sorry. I'm having trouble hearing you. <laughs> 
Could you repeat that, please? I don't think you thanked me, your watch, who always kept you on schedule. You know what? We Schedule. talked about iRobot in a recent episode, and between yes. my watch and the device that I have on my like, I got shit talking to me that no one, no one should be talking to their watch. But I'm just like, sure, I'm in a meeting. Hey, stop, watch. We'll Tell Dick later. Tracy I'll be there later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm but glad thank you both. So, oh my god, I thank you. I'm so glad that we decided not to do the top 200. I mean, even AFI stopped at 100. <laughs> You know what I mean? They were like, hey, yeah. if I was like, a hundred is is fine. That's plenty. That's, that's it's plenty. plenty. And you know what? There's going to be more movies that get made. So what? You know what we're going to do? We're just going to kick some off. We're not going to add more. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at a hundred, and just like Forever. we'll just kind of cycle them out. Um, there you go. Yeah, it was it was a great idea, and now that I understand, obviously we can't rank memories. Sure. Well. I mean, we could, but it would end up with a much more fractured friendship than we're going into this episode with. If I were to stand on a pedestal <laughs> and tell you both that my memories mean more. We'd be fighting. That would, that my, would, yeah, Hispanic would probably, come out. <laughs> that we'd be snatching weaves up in this mofo. Things would be. <laughs> they I have decided. Tough. I have decided that Q's favorite memory is going to see Green Eggs and Ham with my Mima. <laughs> Forthwith, here forever shall be known as Q's favorite memory. Uh -huh. It is declared so. Jay has with spoken. Mima, with, with Mima Jay. Mima Jay. That's so um, cute. <laughs> but I loved the idea, and I thought, man, what a great opportunity to just tell our stories right like how how it kind of like that show the movies that made us this is kind of yeah. like the movie the movie memories that made us right like this is yeah. these are the things that are core to who we are right right and so i'm excited Absolutely. to just have the opportunity to talk these memories with you some good some bad some happy some rad some with my mom and some with my daughters. <laughs> uh, but that that said, unless you guys have more criteria you'd like to dive into, I say we not really list, but kind of list. That's kind of list. This is, where we do. this is where we make a list. The list. List. Wow, this is it, man. This is for 200 episodes. We are going to celebrate by sharing our favorite or not favorite or worst movie memories, whatever it may be. And as the newest addition to High Five, Mia, I couldn't think of a better way than to start our 200th episode with your one of your best, worst, maybe most liked movie memories. <laughs> what do you um, got? I, I mean, I, did, I actually didn't think on the worst memory side. So all of mine are happy. Sure. sure. <laughs> Good. Or, or funny. You know what? Good. That <laughs> seems on it. brand. But my first memory is seeing Fantasia 2000 with my mama. Oh. Nice. <laughs> did you see it in the That's theater? A, I did, was, yeah. 
that's a good movie to see in the theater if you like that type of experience. Like that movie is Absolutely. beautiful and and we an were sitting experience. pretty close too, so it felt so much more immersive to me as a kid. Sure. I, especially the the forest nymph and the yeah. fire part. I was just engrossed. Well, I was going I was to ask not to put you uh -huh. on the spot, but I mean, yeah, sure. to put you on the spot because this is your memory that we're delving yeah. into here. Um, do you have a favorite like musical selection or scene from that movie that like? Because I I do, and I can tell you after we hear yours. Sure. But um, yeah, I'd love to know if you had a segment that you were particularly fond of? I have two segments. Okay. okay. So the first one is is the Mother Nature and the God mm. of Destruction. Or I, uh -huh. I don't know what the title was. I'll never, sure. I'll yeah, probably yeah. never remember. I can look it up and still forget. Um, <sighs> but that resonated with me because I was always into like Greek mythology and stuff like that. So it was sure. very, it looked closely related yeah. to how I viewed wood and forest nymphs and all of that stuff and so i was just like <laughs> eating it up when i was watching it um and then the um skating or it, it was like a like a jet like the colors were changed but it was like a like a almost like a jazzy theme where the people were like one of them was skating and the other one was trying to play music and then the other one was like a little girl with with like curly hair and she, i can't i can't remember what it was called but it was just a whole section, and just like they were moving through the city, uh, yeah. very minimalist in in yeah. colors and art style. But it was that was beautiful. that was my favorite. So that was Rhapsody okay. in Blue, Rhapsody in Blue, Blue. yeah, song, and it okay. took place in the city. And so you got all these cool, like you would get these jazz notes, and then like it would outline yeah. a high rise. Yeah, um, yeah. I fucking now, was that in Fantasia two thousand or the first one. Fantasia 2000. 2000. Okay. Yes. See, that's the that's the thing that right Emma uh, used to watch them and but they would watch them all mixed up and sure. we would just watch scenes from each of them. So I don't know in my head which ones which scenes sure. are from yeah. which. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm glad that Rhapsody, Rhapsody in Blue was was one that I was going to say. I'd love yeah, it if I, they did a, a Fantasia 3000. Like please. I want more well, immersive have experiences. To wait. You only have to wait 80 800 more years. So we're Sweet. Almost, no, 980 <laughs> more years. No. Sorry. <laughs> I don't um, like that. Oh, science, no, will, science will keep us alive. Way yeah, we'll be cryogenically way. frozen just like Walt Disney's head. We'll get there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Um, no, I love that idea. I actually had Fantasia 2000 on DVD uh, because oh. I loved... Um, I know Walt Disney was a huge fan of kind of... Um, taking the animation art form to a different place because mm -hmm. the Fantasia movies are essentially their animations, but they're without vocals. So it's all right. set to music. And uh, the original Fantasia experimented with new animation techniques and styles. So it was a way to like showcase the latest and greatest as far as like mm -hmm. uh, animation technology and Fantasia mm -hmm. 2000 as well they introduced a bunch of cg animation into it um mm -hmm. so like mixtures of 2d and and cg right. um so i love that choice i think that's awesome that movie i that, both of those movies made a huge impression on me before Absolutely. we move on and uh q since you're talking about that to nerd out have you seen destino i have what is that 
Okay, no. you both need to track it down. It's like it's Fantasia esque, but it's okay. it's Dis it's Disney and Salvador Dali. They I've seen did it. A collab oh. Yeah, seen they it. did a collab. Oh, fuck. it's what it's it. Um, it was uh, it's like a retelling of a Greek myth, and I forget the exact one. Um, but it is it's great. Q. It is it's like eight minutes long. It's on Disney Plus, and it is uh. Yeah, and it's all done by uh, Salvador Dali, um, and it's Deal. fantastic. It's the story of Deal. Kronos from Kronos. Greek mythology. That sounds awesome. I can't wait. I am <laughs> absolutely. And, but it's all Fantasia s. It's like music and illustration, and it's all done by Dali and Disney. I I will one thousand percent be checking that out. And anybody who's listening and hasn't heard of it, like I have, I highly recommend you go check it out too. That sounds awesome. I would actually really love to see your reaction to that. We could do that. If it's, a, it's, if it's an eight minute short, we could, yeah, it, we could do a live reaction to that. It's masterful. Yeah. Um, this oh, is going to be I'm, with my, me with my pants off, masturbating furiously to a Salvador. <laughs> You're going to watch it. be able to. All right, we can, we're going to have to put the, everyone join our OnlyFans page. I was, uh, <laughs> I was about to say that. I was about to say, and that'll be exclusively on the High Five the Podcast OnlyFans page. And that's the um, only video we have, and we that shuts down OnlyFans. <laughs> it, but it shuts it down because we made so much money. Much. They yeah, I know. Like, they were like, we have to put a cap on this. No one man should, no, no three people should have this much money. Because um, of one man masturbating <laughs> <laughs> to a Salvador Dali Walt Disney cartoon. <laughs> um, I I love Somehow that. that broke a, the internet. That's a great memory. No. Uh, Jay, what do you got to I, start us off with, memory wise? So I wanted to start this with it's sort of a a foundational memory when it comes to my movie loving uh, history. Um, but and it's funny because you mentioned AFI earlier. Sure. So my number five is there was one summer when I was in high school that me and one of my best friends at the time, uh, Mitchell, we we decided that over the course of the one summer, we were going to track down and watch every movie on the AFI 100 list. And we did it. It was oh, amazing. Oh. Like we had, we would, would spend the night at one or each other's house, like almost every week or once or twice. He would, he lived across town so I could, you know, get dropped off on it, do it at his house and swim. And then we could watch movies in the afternoon, but we literally would just like, all right, I'm going to rent this, this, and this, and I'm going to go to my blockbuster and rent this and this and this. And we just, we printed off a list and we just checked every single one of them off. And it was incredible. It was, you know, it was, that was the summer that I first saw like Casablanca and Lawrence of Arabia and I'm like, like oh, massive movies that I wouldn't have normally seen as a 14 or 15 year old. And there was just one summer that I was like, we, we stumbled on the fact that AFI had this thing. We were, you know, what we considered at the time movie buffs. And I was like, you know what? We're doing it. And it was great, and it's awesome. And I just always look back on that time as like, yeah, I dedicated myself to like work at watching movies, yeah. and it, and me and Mitchell just like, and I loved them. I loved seeing all the different types and the styles, and like even the ones that I didn't enjoy, like eighty eight cigarettes or things, or three hundred cigarettes or things like that, or three hundred blows. Is like I don't get this as a fifteen year old, 
But it's like, I get all that movies can offer. And that's sure. something cool to admire. Absolutely. I, I love that. I will say uh, to those listening who have not uh, attempted to mount the viewing of the all 100 films on the AFI 100, I have done that. I had a vigorous experience with it, but I yeah. will say <laughs> that uh, is some of them can be a bit of a slog. They uh, sure can. Jay, just so everybody knows who Jay is as a human being, Jay is the, <laughs> the true cinephile, I would say, out of the three of us. He is the one who is, yes. you know, like, he is he is the technical cinephile he he loves me i enjoy a word. good aspect he likes, ratio he loves words you know, like mise-en-scene he loves things I, like that i actually love to assess how the mise-en-scene is used correctly or incorrectly or not at all he really enjoyed citizen kane for real uh, that we movie talked about is that. good as shit do you remember when you and i talked about that uh, I think it was, uh, I think we did a top five most overrated movies or something list and I had it on there and you got like mad. You were like, that is <laughs> well, a good movie. <laughs> I, I stand by that. It's a good movie. Orson Welles kills it in that movie. I, honestly, I would, I would, I would encourage everyone to watch it right now. Having gone through the presidential term that we just ended and That's reassess fair. your feeling that that movie was written and done in like the thirties. That's fair. I will oh, Jesus. also. Say, I've never seen it. I will so say, I? I think Wait, it yo, recently. Yeah. I think it recently fell from a perfect one hundred on IMDb. Yes, it did uh, a week or two ago because a, a a long lost unarchived like negative review that was in a paper got found and digitized, and it was like the one negative review that it had around the time. So it has dropped from a perfect 100, and listen, which is a bummer. The fact, and to clarify, it was very old. This The fact that this very old newspaper article uh, writer had so similar funny. name to me is completely coincidental. I know. Like, it's it's just, that's not true. That's not real at all. It's well, not true. Right? <laughs> Why do you do this to me? I believe you. I'm like, what? That's incredible. He did? Quentin is a time traveler. I'd believe He's it. Keanu Reeves. I am you. <laughs> I I appreciate that much faith in me. One day I will surprise you all when I like on our three hundredth episode when I'm like, all right, and I'm off to travel the rest of the galaxy, and I just like get into yeah. like a weird TARDIS like spaceship and just vanish. <laughs> um, Gone. Forever. And you guys and I hope both of you are just like, yeah, that seems yeah. that seems right. That seems. Fair and I mean, honestly, there's enough room in that TARDIS. I better be coming. So, oh, for sure, definitely. Oh, great, you can come good, all good. over the inside of my TARDIS. <laughs> great, that's gross, but perfect. <laughs> that, that video will also be on our OnlyFans. <laughs> but hey, oh my it's bigger God. on the inside than it looks. That's right. That's what. That's what they said. Um. <laughs> Oh. So, so I know that's not one movie, but that's my that's my memory, my foundational memory. I love that, and and so I struggled um, with because all of these like it's hard for me to rank memories because memories course, are like they're all enjoyable on different levels. So I've decided to put 
uh, a negative memory as my like first memory, like my bottom memory, sure. right? Because they get mm. they get better from here. Okay. I remember. Um, let's take a look here. Let me just make mm -hmm. sure that I have my facts straight. Um, oh God, he has to get his facts straight. Let me let me paint a word picture for you. Oh boy! Ooh, yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> the year is 1999, oh, no. and a young a young Q stands oh, no. eagerly in line with his father to see a screening oh, of no. the first Star Wars motion picture in decades. <laughs> oh my God! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Over overjoyed. And filled with a new hope, young Q enters the movie theater expecting a Star Wars experience much like his, his predecessors had when they went to the theater in 1976 and saw the original Star Wars. Oh, man. And Q's memory of The Phantom Menace is that even as a young boy, he left the theater utterly disappointed and shocked <laughs> at how bad the phantom menace was <laughs> so that was my that was my my worst memory i remember i was pumped like i don't know if you guys had this in school maybe it was just my school i don't know but we used to have these things i think they were called like weekly readers and they would yes. like pass it out in yep. class I, and it I usually just those. had like different factoids and weird stuff it was like a little magazine for kids um, right and I remember once, and I, I don't know how George Lucas pulled this off, but George <laughs> Lucas teamed up with the Weekly Readers and they had movie news in the Weekly Reader, right? They announced when the, the new Anakin Skywalker was cast, a young Anakin Skywalker. And they talked about the fact that you were going, we were going to be getting a brand new Star Wars movie for the first time and since, uh, since, uh, wow can't think of it return of the uh, jedi yes thank you um and i was like shocked i remember reading it and being like what because this is before the internet you know and you knew right that yeah were in development like <laughs> six years before they happened um i was like what they're making a new star wars movie this is crazy and i was so my dad bought opening night tickets we went and I like there were people in like Jedi costumes like they it was it was maybe the coolest experience of my young movie going life. And I remember sitting in the theater and as the movie began, I was still pumped. Things were happening. You have right. that opening scene with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn and they're on that federation or that trade ship Pretty and they're, cool. they're there to do trade negotiation and they fight robots and they're gonna get gassed to death and i'm like oh this is fucking cool like i don't know what's happening this is cool but then the movie just <laughs> devolves into something that what it is was recognizably to me not star wars right like like i didn't know what was happening and i that was probably and still maybe is to this day my biggest movie disappointment memory like Lisa so confused was, yeah, I think it's because I had set that bar so high you know what I mean like it was so yeah. high and I have never felt disappointment leaving a movie like I felt that and I and I've been disappointed 
but that mm-hmm. that you started walking out of the Hobbit. That made a I did that made a memory. <laughs> I also two movies I walked out of: The Hobbit and Charlie's Angel. Uh, valid both times i will i will i will say um it's not one of my memories just because i i did also stick with happier ones but i remember when the phantom menace came out because as you know q and as most listeners of the show know i am a gigantic star wars fan Um, i grew up with the movies i had the the toys i had so many toys that I had tableaus set up around my room. Like I knew the character names I read, like, you know, I read novels, like uh universe. You novels. may, you may or may not have decorated one of your children's nurseries in a full star Wars theme. We may, may or may we not may or may not have named Mike, our very first cat when I was like five years old, princess Leia. Um, <laughs> It's actually we had two cats. We had two cats. First one was named Princess. Second one was named Leia. Um, anyway, is that a true we, story? It's a very true story. Awesome. And it was done on purpose. Um, so when the Phantom Menace was coming out, I was over the moon. We, my mom, who has historically, for whatever reason, lucky at winning radio contests, somehow got That's interesting. Us. Yeah, I know. She's won like a car and concert tickets and behind the scene like she was in a music video it was crazy my mom has won so many radio contests it's unbelievable anyway one of the ones that she won was she got us to go to a radio contest to win early screener passes for the phantom menace and you basically had to go into a movie theater blindfolded and shoot a nerf gun at a screen and hit a moving target and my mom hit it and won us tickets. So oh I got to God. see the fan. So I had all of that leading up into me going to see it. And the movie ended, I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And it's like, and I can't even tell anybody about it. Because <laughs> no one has seen my, dis- my disappointment. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, up. I'm with you. That's tough. So yeah, so that's that's my if we're listing them, that's my number five, I guess. Uh, Mia, what's uh, what's your next favorite best my maybe <laughs> movie memory? Um, my next movie memory is uh, probably the only funny one on my list. Um, okay. In terms of movie and memory, sure. So right. I went to see Nacho Libre. Um, oh, with my, Jack Black. yep. My sister was there with me. We were the girls were 15 months apart. Right. We went just about everywhere. Um, nice. saw it with my uncle and this uncle is the one who tried to convince us that his farts smell like roses. So Fantastic. you can only imagine how much it made sense that he took us to see Nacho Libre. Right. Uh, yeah, classic it's a Jack classic Black movie, uncle yeah. move. If I'm oh, being honest, my God. fart smell like gonna... roses, classic uncle move. It was going to be that movie or Napoleon Dynamite. And I still haven't seen Napoleon Dynamite. So is that uncle didn't take you. No, he didn't. (laughs) He would have. He would have. So the, the memory that I have specifically with it is that he fell asleep in the movie theater and was an obnoxious snorer. So I kept having to be like, deal. Deal, get up, deal, deal. <laughs> Stop, ah. sleep. 
And uh, so it wait, only made you're it telling me fire. Jack Black is there doing a silly pseudo Spanish accent, and your uncle is just like head back. Yep. Yep. I mean, That's he's a awesome. he was a DJ at the time, so I imagine he was probably just tired. But he really wanted to do an uncle thing. We never That's really got hilarious. to do uncle things with this particular uncle, so he was really excited and proud to be able to take us. And poor thing, he just fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> wow, wow, wow! But wow, I wow. love that movie, and uh, that that was a very quintessential Jack Black. That wasn't in like an adult styled film. Sure. And, and I, I love that. And I still love it. I'll, I'll watch it any day. That's so wild. I can say <laughs> that's so funny because I have, I think I've only been in one movie theater experience in my life where I too was joined by someone who fell asleep and was an obnoxiously loud snorer, not like with me, but in the oh, theater. Wow. And I remember thinking somebody wake that guy up. Like, <laughs> What is happening? Why are we just yeah. letting you, this guy you, snore during the movie? Were you also seeing Nacho Libre near where Mia lived <laughs> I don't know. at the time? I, I literally, <laughs> like, even though I know that Mia and I grew up, you know, miles apart from each other, miles. I will say, like, many miles. At least five. <laughs> uh, I will... I will say for a split second in my brain, I was trying to like rewind my memory palace. Like, Wait a minute, where was, where was that? Because I remember being in a theater, listening to a guy snore. Did I see Nacho Libre? It would have uh, been literally only Jersey, one person so. that's ever snored in a theater ever. Wait, to be fair. Okay. Hold on. Yes. Hold on. That's yes, still yes. not out of the realm of possibility. I dated a girl who lived in New Jersey and I saw quite a few movies in New Jersey. So it's still, possible were so you possible. like you were 15 oh, so hold on let me do the math here yeah <laughs> see if that would have been right i was dating her when i was 18 uh and i believe i am three years older than you <laughs> so maybe i did maybe i wasn't uh, that is hilarious oh I, you know what whether or not it's true it's true it's, yes, we're just going to make it a thing. Those it are, totally those happened. Are fact, those Missed are connections now. here. High five Cole in the podcast. We're bringing yep. people together. We're like Montel for I love you it. know people who were born in the 90s and still get that Montel colon the podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bring people together. Uh, that's a great memory. Oh. I love that. Snoring Thank uncles. That's, that's, that's nice. That is nice. Thank that's you. Fun. Oh. Jay, uh, what do you got? Uh, you got any snoring family members? No snoring family members, but my number next, I guess, because it's not really right. <laughs> I like, is, I like my, I like my number next. Yeah, yeah. My number next does involve late nights and people falling asleep because oh. my number next is Star Wars Friendsmas. Oh. Star Wars Friendsmas. Oh. I know, what and is so me. Okay, so let me explain. Um, in Please. many of the years, uh, for many of the years that we did this podcast and prior to doing this podcast, Q, uh, Q lived in the same town, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, that I do. So one uh. of our traditions was whatever was happening around Christmas, because there was always a new Star Wars movie that came out mm -hmm. around Christmas, whether it be The yep. Last Jedi or Rogue One or Solo or um, it all works. Uh, Awakens, everything. Every year, our families would go see 
the new Star Wars movie together and then do like a sleepover or something and all like camp out and uh, watch like Star Wars Christmas specials until we all fell asleep in the middle of the night. And I just love their like some of my favorite memories of Star Wars Christmas is just looking forward to doing uh, that Star oh Wars God. stuff around the holidays. So that's you that's big softy. I'm, I'm a big old softy. I'm a big old softy. And I mean, it's I, not like we haven't pressed and pumped for Christmases on this show before. We're big proponents. Oh, yeah. Hold listen, up, hold guys. up, hold up, hold up. Are you telling me that we could do this? Yeah. Yeah, we could still do this. It's still a thing. Yeah. What I would like to do, honestly, if I'm being if I'm being totally transparent here, I think an ultimate goal that we should have, I would like to do if we could figure this out. And Mia, I know you're particularly yeah. adept at sleepovers. Damn straight. I I would like to figure out a way to do a mass friends mess, right? Like that'd be cool. Like some sort of big cool like when i was oh, a big, kid big, big yeah like when i was a kid okay. we did this thing called a lock-in did any of you guys yeah. ever do a lock-in yep. we did we did lock-ins so no. jay you know you know the armory that is over mm -hmm. off uh over off trousdale in nashville yeah um as a kid we did a lock-in at the armory and, and that's like 200 kids doing a big sleepover and essentially you just do a mass sleepover and they show movies and you have like pizza and it's just like a crazy big like fun activity. I would Your love Your parents let you do that? Yeah, definitely. And well, usually parents, it's like huge my parents groups would of people do so it's like a church. Get, yeah. I was going to say like my a church group or, uh, or get a, me yeah. away from them. They were like please go see Ouch. other people. <laughs> please lock him in so the armory so he can't he can't get back home. Um <laughs> But I would love to uh, someday, like, I know that those are lofty goals, but I would love, even if it's like a Project Nerd Friends Miss or something, I would I love to do a large, like, community gathering, and then we all go and we do one of those, like, movie rental, like, we rent the theater, and we have, mm. like, 400 people come and do this, like, <laughs> early morning screening of a Star Wars movie. Because I want to add to that, Jay, I love that memory so much. I'm so glad that you talked about that. Cause we have on the show, we've preached the, the, the good word of friends miss. Um, <laughs> I would like to elaborate on Jay's story, Mia, just so you understand exactly how sure. things would go down. So the idea was that we would, uh, with our respected family, respective families, we would purchase new star Wars pajamas yearly. Um, yep. we would get together. I believe, Every time that we did it, it was at Jay's house. So Jay hosted. Usually, usually we would we would spend the night because Jay lived rel lives relatively close to a movie theater. Um, mm -hmm. So we would spend the night. We would stay up late watching the Star Wars holiday special, which feels like it's seventeen hours long, but it's really only like <laughs> forty five minutes, I think. Um, but you you can't finish it. You just fall asleep immediately. Every time we would we would exchange gifts. And then the next morning, like Christmas morning, we would get up and go see whatever the earliest screening of Star Wars was the next day. So if it's like eight o'clock in the morning, we're there at like eight o'clock in the morning <coughs> watching Star Wars in our pajamas. That was the rule. We had to go yeah. in our Star okay. Wars like outfits. Um, and so, I will agree with Jay. 
it's it was it's still to this day one of like the my favorite things that I've ever done in general. So yeah. we did it for a good it, three or four years in a row. Like it was a yeah, good we, consistent. Well, we did all of the thing. movies. Uh, we did all of the movies up until I think the last. No, not the, even the last until this most recent one because we went and saw yeah. the last Jedi together too. Mm-hmm. We did. Um, so I think the I think the last one we didn't get to do, and it was because I moved was um rise of skywalker yeah mm, uh so although I we did say, all see it as early as we could and then we talked about it right and then we talked so. about it of course <laughs> and i even think we put out i think it was a holiday friends miss special or something we, we, we put did out we about that movie yep um we so all got Mia, together to talk about it put that on your task list we would love to to plan at some point whenever our reach is deep enough uh, some mass friends miss event uh okay. and people who are listening tweet at project nerd tweet at high five the podcast let us know that you're in for a high five sleepover friends miss event uh in so for yeah. friends what's, miss. The, what's the what's the the moon weapon the death lightsaber that's no moon. The star. The star. Yes. What's death the star? star? Yeah. A death. Star. Thank you. Thank you. Was there another one or a bigger one? The death star so, too. I mean, and, <laughs> well, there was a, there was a um, star killer base in yeah, the, the star Force Awakens. Base. Was a yep. planet. It's I bigger don't like than the that death for star. the title. I was yeah, going to say death a, a death star friend miss. No. Yeah, <laughs> death star friend miss. I do like that. No. Uh, so. I, you know what? I'm going to keep in theme, Jay, with your memory. Uh, mine is also a Christmas memory. Um, I'm going to go from my worst or most disappointing theater experience to my most enjoyable theater experience Aww. that I've ever had. Um, my most enjoyable was I went and saw in the theater a Muppet Christmas Carol with my dad also uh um, it was it was one of the first movie theater or, uh, muppet movies that i've i've seen in the theater i've seen them all in the theater since then because i'm a diehard muppet fan for anybody who knows me as equal equally as hardcore as jay is about star wars i am about jim henson company and muppets <laughs> um i will say uh as a kid i remember leaving there being because I also love Christmas, like I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with Christmas, and I remember leaving the theater feeling like somebody got me as a kid, like someone understands exactly how I feel, uh, because they made this movie and it's like so perfectly Christmas. Um, and it has been a movie that I watch, you know, don't tell anybody, but I don't, it doesn't have to be Christmas for me to watch that around no. here watch Muppet Christmas Carol in the middle. It just makes you happy. I want to. Um, It has some of the best songs, but I remember leaving that theater with a level of like, this is what movies can be, because I was pretty young. And Mm -hmm. and just being like so ecstatic of like movies could be like a really enjoyable, happy experience. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, so Muppet Christmas Carol is there for me. Um, 
both with my father. Both both the worst and best movie experiences I've ever had. Well, <laughs> Bookended by your dad. <laughs> I think that's fair, though, because that way you're not, like, crapping on your dad in, in this list. It's just saying, like, you know what? I had good and bad experience at the movies. It wasn't just shitty. Him-based. <laughs> and it wasn't him-based. It was strictly yeah. the movie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's my my next memory I love it. it is like i said christmas based but man muppet christmas so carol give me that movie any day i agree we watch it uh as much as we can i mean at least every holiday season but every if you just need to pick me up it's like a vitamin for your soul agreed <laughs> so mia that brings us back to you now i want to throw an idea out here i know we haven't discussed this um but mm-hmm. i want to throw this idea that because this is a story-based episode, and we're all just kind of taking turns telling stories, yes. I think if it's okay for, with you guys this one time, I think we forego our sponsors so that we yeah. can oh, have a full-length episode that's just about us. We don't care about those sponsors. We care about our stories Agreed. and memories. Yes. Uh, so, so we won't stop after this. We'll just keep going around the horn then. So those of you who are hoping for sponsors after our next round, too bad. <laughs> All you're going to get is more stories. All the sad. Uh, So speaking of sad, Mia, (laughs) what's your next memory? I hope it's not sad. It is not. It is not. She said all hers were happy. Yeah, it's sexy. That's That's my. Oh, a sexy movie memory? Get my shirt on. (laughs) Hold on. Let me pull up my recording of me jerking off to Disney. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Well, now let me pull up my I... recording of you jerking <laughs> off to Disney. <laughs> Let's talk about sexy. All right. Uh, what is your sexy movie memory? My, my, I, so, um, uh, despite being, no. <laughs> um, despite being the eldest sibling, I've always been the most broke sibling which is probably why my sister's the one who has it the most together after watching my ass same girl same i feel that so much (laughs) (laughs) but this one particular time um i was able to take my mom to see a movie and she had at the time the biggest crush on matthew mcconaughey So I took her opening weekend to see Magic Mike, and she's she's never been happier. Hold on, back up. Are you alive? Yes, barely. I'm hanging on. (laughs) Uh, Can I just? I don't want to gloss over the fact that Mia said. I, my memory is a sexy memory. And then her story began with, I took my mom to the I movie. took my mom. <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 look. Since, since we've all been TMIing today, my mom comes to yeah. me for sex advice. I'm going to take her to oh, see Magic Mike it. and not feel any bad about listen, it. Listen, I understand Jay's mom comes to me for sex advice. So see? Can... The, see? The only way it could have been sexier... The only way it could have been sexier if it was a fake stepmom or something. <laughs> a fake stepmom? A fake stepmom. It'd be like, this is step, him. <laughs> that movie. Sexier. Uh, I love it. No. I love it so much. Magic uh, Mike, man. I will, I will be mm-hmm. totally honest with you, Mia. I have not seen that movie. Not because I... You know, I'm all... I'm down to see Channing Tatum half-naked just like the next person. But... Mm-hmm. For some reason, that movie never like 
I don't know. Just never came across my like movie watching list. Is it is it good? It's even from a dancing perspective, it's fine. It's what it's one of those okay. movies. It's like it's like Snake on the Plane, like that. Snakes on the Plane, where it's strictly <laughs> made for entertainment. But it's so, it's snakes on a stage. Exactly. Right. And in fact, Matthew McConaughey's <laughs> dance part was very snake-like. So that's even funnier. Um, nice. Yeah. No, it was. It was mostly fine. Um, I, it was definitely mostly to take take my mom to see it because I knew she, I knew she would enjoy it, um, and and she did. She's big. She Channing, loved it. Channing she fan. loved it. No, uh, no, she's a Matthew McConaughey fan. Sure. I, mean, I know, she, but I mean, right, after right, Magic right. Mike, was she a Channing Tatum fan? No, she be hating on. Chan- she gonna hate him. She gonna hate him. That Tatum, Channing Tatum. <laughs> He looks like a potato. <laughs> Everybody, he looks we're, like a potato. Channing Potatum. The hashtag is hate him Tatum. Hate him no, that Tatum. Chan- I want Channing Potatum. Hashtag Channing Potatum. <laughs> I, I will do I will do that too. Um, <laughs> question Am I having a stroke or is Donald Glover in that movie? I think he's he is. in I think he is too. <laughs> I have no idea why I know that because like I said, I haven't seen that movie. But for some reason, I have a weird memory of him talking about in an interview or something. The fact that he was in not as a dancer, but as mm-hmm. like he's just, just in a part like a of Magic Mike. Something. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's hilarious. I love that. The one the, that was a sexy actor, memory to hear. It was mm-hmm. the blonde actor guy. I can't even remember his name. He's known for being an asshole and a douchebag. So even if I wanted to watch the movie again, Ale- I probably couldn't enjoy it. Is his name Alex Pettifer? Yes. Ugh. Oh, what yeah. Name? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is known for being known a jerk, isn't he? Yeah. Isn't, isn't that weird that I knew that? Once again, I haven't ever seen this movie. I just know, guys, something is broken with my brain, and I just the know thing- stupid amounts of information about things that will what? never be useful to me. What else has <laughs> that Alex Pettifer guy been in? Because uh, I, am I, I, I am number five. Oh, number four. four. That's right. Yeah. I just I didn't like that. I don't remember. <laughs> He's never, he was in Beastly. I believe with uh, it was like a Beauty and the Beast with um, yes the girl oh, from high yeah, school. I, I, I remember that. I did not like that either. I have not. I don't think I've ever liked anything that Alex Pettifer guy has been in. No. And no. like Mia said, to be fair, the rumor mill is that he is a massive dickhole in real life. Yep. I so, believe it. So he looks like <laughs> he really. If we're does. judging people off looks alone, he looks like a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, he does. Okay, <laughs> sorry. So I was so just mags. It's acknowledging his douchebagginess. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, now erase him from your memory and give us your favorite memory. Speaking your, your of not memory. speaking of not douchebags, um, my number next is actually I'm going to start with the movie because there are two memories associated with it. But oh. the movie is Psycho. Um, and the oh. reason it's such an important movie did is you say psycho. One, I'm sorry. I, I did. Like this really suits him though. Yeah. It, well, that's why <laughs> that's honestly the reason why it's my, it's on the list of, you know, one of my major movie memories is because as a horror fan, one of the elements that I can trace that love back to is psycho was one of the first movies that I saw on television 
way too early because it was one of those my dad was watching and he was like, hey, come watch this. It's a really good movie. And not realizing that like the seven year old probably it's like mm-hmm. right on that line of probably couldn't handle it. Um, and so, you know, I was terrified of taking a shower for a while after I oh, saw no. it. it. It like locked itself in my mind. But fast forward super so many years later, I am a huge movie fan. I have come to appreciate Alfred Hitchcock. I have, you know, I love the movie Psycho. And then Q and I get to go see it in the theater. (laughs) And so I actually got to see Psycho on the big screen. And it was like 4K remastered. And it was incredible. So the fact that I'm a horror hound can trace it back to being scared early on. And that movie made such an impact to then having a fantastic memory of seeing a critically acclaimed masterpiece on a gigantic, you know, celluloid screen in 4K. It's just, yeah. So all of that wrapped up in Psycho is my number next movie memory. I, I, love, I love that. It. I I forgot all about that. But yeah, we sure did. We went and saw it. Was They were doing that AMC Classics, mm-hmm. like, remaster. So they had, like, the whole, like, talking head before that was, like, yeah. talking about the history of Psycho. And this was the first time that a toilet was shown on screen flushing. Um, or yeah, like all these weird things, but it was so cool. Yeah, Hmm. never in a movie had it been shown, had a toilet been shown flushing, uh, in America, American cinema. It's crazy, like weird things. Uh, but that's that is that is a great movie, so I highly respect, I highly respect that thought. Um, so my number next to to keep using that term. Um, and it's kind of hard uh let's go with uh okay let's go with uh i put little shop of horrors on there and well i know that movie means a lot to you so a lot so i will say this uh as a kid i saw so it it holds it holds a spot for a bunch of reasons so as a kid it was the first movie musical that i saw where i thought in my head when I grow up, I could do I could do this like I could be in a musical and I really, really wanted the opportunity to play Seymour. Like I really wanted to be Seymour, oh. like super, super hard. And um, I still like, hey, Jake Gyllenhaal just a couple of years ago played Seymour on Broadway for a limited run. So it'd be done. I'm not, it can be it, done. It, it still could be done. You know what I'm saying? I got a, I got a few good years left in the tank. I'm so about to say Omaha's do. got, Omaha's got a theater. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see how, it, how it shakes out. <laughs> uh, but I remember thinking that I wanted, I wanted to play that. And so when I had kids, I was like, man, I got to show them this musical. They're going to love it. Right. And I showed it to them too young and they got super (laughs) freaked out. Like they were super, super freaked out by the movie. And specifically they were super freaked out by the dentist. Right. Um, Which, which like really scared them. Um, Flash forward. And the reason that this is making my list now is we are now, you know, now my kids are both teenagers and both heavily involved in theater. And cool. this past summer, they came to me and were like, 
we we had a discussion of like if you could play any role on like in a show what would you want to be and they both came to me and they they both so my youngest without prompting said i want to play seymour in little shop of horrors and my oldest said i want to play the dentist in little shop of horrors (laughs) and that like that memory came full circle for me like here I was experiencing that as a kid being like, when I grow up, like I want to play Seymour. And then here we are now, you know, yep. 20, 20 some odd years later. And mm-hmm. my kids are coming to me being like, I want to play Seymour and I want to play the dentist in little shop of horrors out of anything. So that, that movie holds a very special place for me on, on multiple level, levels, uh, but brought full circle by my kids last year that's awesome little little shop of horrors the musical great i i love that i love that so much that's my number this one that's endearing thanks yeah Uh, well i've got even more to go so don't worry there's more um mia what do you got what's your keep it on going uh somehow you're like this one is sexy and it involves my uncle's my farts. grandmother. <laughs> my uncle's farts. <laughs> he did, in fact, get his farts to smell like roses. We're never sure how he did it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, my memory is uh, actually a pretty recent memory. Um, the most recent, I believe, on this list here. Um, I went... This was no, this was sorry. Did I say three? We're on two. Aren't two. We? Yes, two. I'm sorry. That was my mess okay. up. Two. No, that was that was my mess up because I. Well, I mean, we haven't been really keeping. It's number this. Yeah. My number. It's this. hard. To, it's hard to keep track. Number now. Yes. <laughs> um, it was my first time going to the Tallgrass Film Festival, which, for people who are listening, awesome. is a film festival that our Overlords Project Nerd enjoy attending and sure. interviewing people at, and um, it was my first time. And I loved it, which is why I'm so happy to talk about it. It was my first time ever uh, actually seeing movies before they were meant to hit theaters, but I was still in a theater. It was just, it's amazing. Um, But the the movie that I loved, that I actually wanted to see, that I got to see was The Maestro. Um, And uh, someone that we interviewed recently David J. Phillips. David yep. Phillips. Yes, I was trying to remember which, what what show it was. Um, sure, uh, he was on Nerdcast Recast. I actually Nerdcast interviewed him. Recast. Okay, yeah. okay, he's pretty great. I really enjoy him. He's a wonderful person. He is great. He produced that movie, and I met him there. I loved the movie. I loved the movie. I loved it, and I cannot express enough how I want <laughs> more people to see it because I love and it wasn't just it wasn't just seeing it at a film festival for the first time it wasn't mm-hmm. just the atmosphere in which I saw it it was the fact that it was such a beautifully done movie and I mean that from like a color toning the actors used yeah. the story that was told all of it all of it was just absolutely beautiful um, and uh, seeing it with the with the Project Nerd team and having a stepping stone memory and what I hope will continue to be uh, memorable for me as we keep going is is just it was special for me. It was special. 
I, I love that. And actually, just to give David a even bigger plug, so we recently mm-hmm. did uh, we recently did coverage for he has a new movie coming out or recently released on the 30th of April uh, called Eat Wheaties, starring Eat Tony Wheaties. Mm-hmm. Um, that we've we've did some some coverage for. I think we've got a, a movie review up on the blog at Project Nerd. We've got mm-hmm. a video review uh, up on the Project Nerd YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I believe we're talking with David to have him come back with the oh. director and uh, his fellow producer so that we can give him a review in real time. <laughs> there you go. Because uh, we thought that that would be funny. Uh, but yeah, go check out David's episode uh, with uh, director Scott Abramovich and fellow producer Dan Webb. Uh, that is uh, Nerdcast Recast from, I don't know, three weeks ago maybe three or four weeks yeah. ago yeah. Uh, good stuff good episode great guy maestro mm-hmm. is a great movie i also have seen it and very you much have... enjoyed it Yay, and good. i love the Tallgrass film festival because that's mia that's where you and i eventually it like, is met. like we've we met in passing i think at ocon uh uh-huh. several years back but our friendship <laughs> began at truly bless you. <laughs> truly yes, bless at you. At the uh, at the Tallgrass Film Festival, so praise be Tallgrass. Yes. Uh, <laughs> praise be. <laughs> I like that. That's a great memory. Jay, what do you got? So my next one is going to be an endearing memory, um, but I'm going to start with uh, a story first, if that's okay. okay. Yeah, of course. So uh, as Q, uh, Q, as you definitely know, and as me, as you're getting to know, I have weird uh-huh. idiosyncrasies about myself and. Uh, and, and things that that I love. And there when I was growing up, I movies were not only an important factor for me, but they were criteria for different aspects. Like if you had mentioned certain films or if you were a fan of certain directors, I immediately became endeared to you. And so I always had this running joke that I knew I would find the love of my life because we would go on a date to somewhere cheap and then we would watch the movie Kung Pao and she would enjoy it. And that was the, and if you know the movie Kung Pao, uh, then you know why that's a a silly joke uh, because the movie's not great and it takes a very special person to, and be in a very specific sense of humor mood to, to enjoy Kung Pao. And I fucking love Kung Pao Enter the Fist. And it's, but it takes such a weird person to enjoy it. So that was the running joke. And it was one of those things of if I can find someone that enjoys the weirdness and the weird things about movies that I love, then it's going to matter. So my memory is that the very first movie that Amanda and I went and saw on a date together was Saw 2. And that memory. That memory is my highlight memory. <laughs> that was because such a misdirection. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. And that's why I wanted it because what a it's, it was the craziest, weirdest movie that we could have gone on a first date movie mm-hmm. date to, but it was what we both wanted to see. And we both had such a blasting and terrible gore splatter horror movie that after that movie, I walked out of it being like, this is it. I found my Kung Pao. I found my Kung Pao girl. Uh, that's adorable. And so 
that's that's my uh, that's my number next memory is that that I, that experience and that memory and movies as a criteria have been so important to me that it has basically dictated aspects of my entire life. That's that's so funny. I had a very similar experience when I left uh, from seeing Saw Two in the theater. I too left thinking that's it. That is the last Saw movie I will see in the theater because it's getting, <laughs> getting way too gory for me. Uh, not for not for the likes of Q. No way. <laughs> that is this is not for me. This is not this is not going to be a franchise I continue to see. Um, uh, I think that's adorable. That's I think that's super endearing. That's wonderful. Uh, I think those are the kind of those are the best kind of memories. I struggled. Uh, I almost put the first movie that Haley and I went to see it was also a strange date movie. Uh, the very, the very first movie that we saw together uh, was happy death day. Um, I remember is, that actually, which is not a, not a good movie. No, it's not. Um, and then the first one that we actually went, like we went and saw that together. It wasn't a date though. We just went as friends and saw that movie. And the first movie that we actually went on a date to go see was The Shining on Halloween. Uh, we went Whoa. and saw The Shining. Good movie. Great movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> great movie. But that was it's not on my list. So um, for reasons you will come to understand. Uh, but great memory. Great movie. Um, so my next one uh and this like they're all interchangeable about where they could fall yeah. except for uh -huh. one uh my next one is going to be a memory with my mom and it's actually a movie that my mom introduced me to at a very young age and the reason it's a memory for me is it was the first movie that i memorized every line of dialogue to oh snap. and the first movie that i memorized every line of dialogue was monty python and the holy grail Yep. And this makes too much sense. I, I also to, memorized every line of dialogue to that. I used to quote that movie for years. For years, my mom and I would quote it to each other. Uh, we would literally, like, randomly walk into the kitchen and be like, We are the knights who say me. Bring us a shrubbery. Um, we also. Oh, you know, when my mom would be like, hey, do you want to go do this? And I'd be like, no, mother, I don't want to do that. I just want to sing. <laughs> it was like people who have seen the movie. No, get it. No, people, no, 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 none of that. None of that. No, we won't have that. Um, we, we did the African swallows carrying coconuts. We did like it was literally it, one of our favorite lines to quote was um, the wizard who comes and he was like, there are some who call me Tim. <laughs> he was a he was a wizard named Tim. Um, we would walk around and there was a giant horrible beast, and he'd be like, "It's a large beast with big, sharp, pointy fangs," and it's a little <laughs> rabbit. That uh, the holy hand grenade, like literally, like there was just so there was so much. Um, but I remember my mom, and that was kind of where I developed. I would say what has has kind of become my baseline sense of humor. I would say I owe a lot to Monty Python. 
there was a lot of, you know, it's dry humor. It's sarcastic. It's stupid, but it's yeah. also very clever. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It was it was something very different. Um, and so, yeah, so that's that now memory is solidified. <laughs> that uh, we th this is the what uh, fuck I can't even remember the Association oh. of Silly Walks um, <laughs> Ministry of Silly Walks Ministry of Silly Walks Thank you I also remember the No one expects the Spanish Inquisition um, <laughs> Monty Python is the best uh, Oh that's great. So yeah, why can I ask Mia just out of curiosity? You said when I announced what that was, you were like, "That makes so much sense." It really <laughs> does. What about that makes sense? Tell me. The the comedy style is oh, very sure. you it, like you memorized it for a reason. It <laughs> it sticks with you forever. <laughs> for sure, so. for sure, for sure. I love that. Um, yeah, so that's so that's mine. So this is it. This is our like I the assume, last one, and I, and I don't know, but I assume we kind of all saved our best for last. Maybe uh, yeah. I know yeah. I saved a big one for last. I saved a big uh, one. So so Mia, hit us hit yes. us with your your last best favorite baby worst who knows memory <laughs> of a movie. My number one. Uh, memory for me <laughs> was going to see the newest beauty and the beast film with my sister oh yeah that's beautiful. it's beauty and the beast has always been my favorite movie ever ever sure. the mm -hmm. animated one will always rank number one it's its own tier there's nothing else with it yeah. it's just that's it um it's a masterpiece i only allow myself to cry when i watch it by myself Sure. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll, I'll cry for other movies, but that one in particular always feels ridiculous to cry to, but it makes me cry when I'm by myself. Sure. Um, but having my favorite person who went through almost the exact same life I did to see something that was at the beginning of our lives to where and who we were as people at that point, seeing that together, it was like a, like a, a bookend of sorts. And, oh, uh, a bookend while talking about Beauty and the Beast about a girl who loves books? Come on, Nigel. <laughs> good day. You know, how is your family? Yes. So I would I would like to point out, and this is something that I noticed with my own list and I was paying attention with mm. you guys, is, but one of the things that I am so happy to have seen and have heard is that almost every single one of our memories have involved movies that we have seen with other people. And yes, it yes. just goes back to reiterate the whole concept of this show is that, yes, we love the art that is movies, but the community that is movie love is so deep and it makes yes. and in each of us have had a story that involves bookends of sorts. Mine with Psycho of the mm -hmm. too early to see it, but then bookending of seeing it as an adamant fan with someone that I love who also loves movies. Q the story of yeah you know, the little shop of horrors with you and then bookending that with your with your daughters Kids. and yep. now Mia you bookending beauty and the beast like movies mm -hmm. not only create those moments but they create bridges in time that connect all that connect like these i don't know it's like event horizon but uh, but sweet yeah <laughs> 
street. <laughs> what, a, what a weird but actually poignant connection and analogy. Yes. So strange. One involves Sam Neill shoving his own arm down his throat, and one is is Event Horizon. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yep. Cool. Uh, yeah. Good, it was... good stuff. I love that. That's beautiful. I love it. Like, it really is. I love it. I think movies can be, you know, I think Jay said it in a perfect way. I think movies can be that connection to your past and your present and your future. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they can, yeah. they can be things that stick with you and that, you know, it's like smelling a familiar scent or hearing a familiar song. You know what I mean? Mm, like yeah. mm-hmm. you see something and you're instantly transported back to a, sp- a specific place in time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that's awesome. Mia. I think that's a excellent memory. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Jay, speaking of excellent. Memories, right. So my, my, the, the one I say for last is sort of what I would consider one of the foundational memories of my movie fandom which is why I saved it for last. Um, sure. And it's it, it revolves around the movie Jurassic Park. But essentially, I, I made my dad take me to see Jurassic Park like five or six times in the theater. And, and I grew up in the time when uh, movies would go to a first-run theater, and then they would go to like a dollar theater. And they would be in a dollar theater where you could go and pay a single dollar and see them in a theater. And they would stay in those theaters for weeks. So I would for week after week after week, I made my dad take me to see Jurassic Park. And we had so many great memories. We saw somebody. I don't know how this happened, but some guy like got sun blinded and then ran into a light pole on our way to the theater. And the light pole like crashed over in a parking lot. And my dad had like help this guy. And I was like, we're going to be late for the movie. He's like, so we got to call an ambulance. Be quiet, son. And I'm like, yeah, but the trailers. Um, th- there was also like, this was the, th- the time when we were seeing Jurassic Park and there was a, uh, a kid who was probably too young around like eight or nine in the theater, losing his mind, just crying. He's like, mom, I'm so scared of dinosaurs. I don't want to see this movie. And cool. she just looks at him. She goes, Jeremy, you've seen this movie three times already and you love it. <laughs> Sit down and watch. <laughs> what? It was, it's just everything. It, That movie and those experiences solidified for me that movies couldn't not only could be something that I liked, but could be a passion. It was something that I realized you could be passionate about and it was okay. And I think from that moment on and from those types of moments of this is now an element of my life that has meaning, not just a thing that I like to do every now and then. And I kind of trace everything back to those experiences around Jurassic Park and just the monumental nature of movies could mean this much to me if if I just let it, if I want it to. So that's that was my that's the move. That's the memory I saved for last. I love that. I think that's awesome. I think that's an excellent, you know, I know I already used that term when describing me as most recent, but I think that's an excellent memory because <laughs> once again, it you is. something that is so fundamental to people who enjoy film 
that, you know, I can say the only movie that I saw in theaters six times was Titanic. And it was only because I went and took a different girl on a date each time. Oh, yeah. Look at you. I still, I am still baffled by that story and am amazed by it. And I love that it's true. (laughs) And I love that it's not like, oh, I loved this movie. Like, I know there are people like who saw it, who went through, like, got on the news, like, Sally James has seen Titanic. 37, 37 times. times. <laughs> and like, I just love them so much, and then they die. And then, like, it's just you know, I, I just. But you were like, nah, girls dig it. I'm going. I'm yeah. going. I'm gonna see this movie yeah. a bunch. Although I will say, uh, the first time that I saw that movie, I saw it with my mother, and did Sexy. not know that I was going to see bare breast in the movie. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, and they didn't my really mother, advertise my mother, that in no. And my mother didn't either. And I just remember sitting in complete awkwardness. And I remember she like looked at me like, you better not be looking at this screen right now. <laughs> and I'm just honest. like, look, I'm like looking at her and like, <laughs> Like one eye is like cocked back to Kate Kate Winslet topless, and one is like looking at my mom like, please don't get mad. You took me to this movie. I don't know what to tell you. Like everything's dark and that's fault. there. I'll be honest. Me and my mom had the same kind of awkward moment because we had no idea striptease would turn out the way that it did. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say showgirls. We just thought it was a too. show about girls. You just thought it was about girls. Oh my girl's show. Yeah. Um, I thought that's what that Lena Dunham series was gonna be, like a continuation of that story. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It was show girls. Elizabeth Berkeley wasn't anywhere to be found in there. Ooh. As she shouldn't have been. <laughs> no. Well, um I've oh. I've she's really ever... excited. Really excited. Really no really I'm excited scared. and really scared. Godly. There's only been one movie that I've seen more than once in the movie theater. Which was? And that, that was, was that? Uh, the Joker film. No, it was a Joker film. You saw the Joker multiple twice. times? Twice. Oh. Just twice. I've Wait, never seen so... a movie more than twice in a movie theater. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've okay. seen... And why, I don't I know how you guys have the funds book. for that. They're so expensive. <laughs> to, be, to be fair... Well, I, mean, Joker... I snuck into a bunch of these. Same. And to be okay. fair, the Joker movie is not like it's not like a feel good film. So no, one I... that you, you immediately leave and you're like, I can't wait to watch that again. Let's bring the kids. I want so I want those when feelings. It... <laughs> again. When it comes to uh, certain movies, I will watch them and then I will watch them later with my roommate, the um mm. Handy, the Your one butler. But my uh, but but yeah. uh, buttle buttle the buttle butler, the hand butler. butler. Um, yeah. So I watched that movie and I was like, she needs to watch this movie. But it was in gotcha. theaters still, so I took him to see it at the theater that's like five minutes down the road from us, and he loved it. In fact, we had a very serious conversation. He was like, you know, I'm just like one incident away from being him, and I was like. I literally Yikes. thought you were the opposite. I mean, but that you're was my roommate. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. 
Yikes. No, it was just, it, it was I'm calling a the really cops. great conversation though, overall, overall. So that that's, sure. that's about as close as I get to you guys as sixth. And he saw oh, the original okay. Star Wars movie like 32 times in the movie theater. He Whoa, that's it. more, I've never done double digits. Oh yeah. I mean, either. I've never Not broken the double theater. digits. Yeah. Not no. in the theater. Definitely at home. I've broken double digits for sure. <laughs> so there for you go. sure. Um, I love that. All right. So I guess that brings me to my final memory. Yes, um, it does. Which is a pretty, pretty momentous one. If I must say, um, I did something that most movie nerds only dream about. And that I know is, what your memory is. I, uh, my my final memory is of the movie Beetlejuice. Uh, I wonder why. I, <clears throat> I got married in front of a screening of Beetlejuice at the Alamo Draft House in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, my wife, Haley, is one of the weirdest people that I've ever met. And <laughs> when we were talking about different ideas of getting married, originally uh, we had talked about getting married at Christmas uh, and doing a Christmas wedding on the beach because we thought that, that was wow. weird and fun. <clears throat> yeah. And so for a while we had pursued that. And then randomly I was hosting events for the Alamo draft house. And one day I came home and I was just like, Haley, this is going to sound weird, but like, what if we just got married in front of a movie? Right? Like, what if we got married? Like I have a captive audience when I am hosting these events. What if I just like, we just like surprised people with a wedding. And she was like, that sounds awesome. I'm in. <clears throat> so we started talking and hey, my favorite holiday is Christmas. Haley's favorite holiday is Halloween. And so I called, I called up uh, the, the uh, film director for Alamo. And I was like, Hey man, um, this is going to sound like a weird idea, but <clears throat> I want to get married at the Alamo draft house. It was like, sounds fucking rad. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, so my favorite movies are Christmas movies and Haley's favorite movies are Halloween. Do you have anything going on? And he was like, we've got a screening of Beetlejuice on Halloween. And I was like, can we, can I get married in front of it? And he was like, well, he goes, will you host it? And I was like, <laughs> yes, definitely. And so we worked with Alamo Draft House. We bought um, we got cupcakes. So everyone got a wedding cupcake. Everyone in the audience that night. It was a damn near sold out screening. And uh, we only had about 40 guests. So the other 200 people were people who didn't know us and were shocked that they got a wedding with their movie screening. <laughs> That's um, incredible. I dressed up in Beetlejuice's red tux from the movie. Haley dressed up like Tiffany from Bride of Chucky because that's her favorite <laughs> female horror character. Uh, and we got married by Haley's best friend, Riley, who dressed up as Weird Al and officiated our wedding. Incredible, uh, and it was awesome. And there's, you could still find pictures on social media floating around. People were like taking pictures. We had the Deets house projected behind us, so we got married in front uh -huh. of the like fireplace where, uh, where they get married in the movie. 
I did a whole bit where I pulled out Haley's ring on a severed finger and pulled it off and threw the finger and put it on her hand. It was, it was amazing. It was, I, it was awesome. And that movie will forever hold a place as like one of the coolest, weirdest, happiest times in my life. Uh, And so we like joked with Alamo. This was prior to 2020, obviously. And uh, we joked with the Alamo that we're like, I just want to do every life event. Haley's going to come. We're going to give birth here in front of a movie. <laughs> I want to die in front of a movie. Like, I'll just pick pick we're a film a, close like- to my deathbed. They'll wheel me in with my oxygen tank. And somebody, and a lucky audience member gets to pull the plug. It's just like, oh, it's like all right. He's going to host a screening of Father of the Bride 2 and also give birth to his baby. And then Q <laughs> is going to... Many years later is going to host a screening of Anthony Hopkins in The Father and forget to host it. Um, <laughs> aw, so aw. that's too real. Too real. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's one of my favorite memories. And it's one of those that's cool now because I can literally search Alamo Drafthouse Wedding and pictures of my wedding like pop up. And it's Your awesome. wedding album is Google. <laughs> it really is. My wedding <laughs> album is Google. And a bunch of strangers watch me get married, and it was awesome. <laughs> uh, and Beetlejuice will forever hold that spot for me because of that reason. Also, it was a rad Man. movie that I loved beforehand, but now I like really. Well, love hell it. yeah, mm-hmm. Man. But yeah. So that's that's it. That was those were great memories. That was a wonderful stroll down memory lane. It really uh, was. That we were able to take our listeners on, and hopefully our listeners have some memories too, and they would share those with us because Please. we want to hear, we want to hear your favorite movie memories. We, we want really you do to com- comment to us, tweet at us, let us know what some of your most impactful or worst movie memories are. Uh, let us know what you thought of ours. And uh, f- I guess first and foremost is don't ever stop watching movies. Like yeah. I know 2020 was a weird year for theaters and they may or may not come back in the same capacity that they, they were at before 2019, but no matter how, what format you're watching it in high five, the podcast 1000% recommends that you enjoy movies because movies Mm -hmm. can be a part of your life. Movies can make memories. And that is what our 200th episode was all about. And also, yeah. we started this uh, episode with Q and, and us and we all thanking um, each other and being here. But also, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this has been a fun ride and we love that you guys are out there, especially you, Mom. And, uh, you know, we thank you guys. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for watching movies and talking to us about movies. Um, this has been a blast. And so I hope that, and we all hope that we've got 200 and 400 and 600 more episodes to go. So if they'll keep making movies, we'll keep making episodes to talk about them. So absolutely. I just want to use this moment to announce that I officially quit high five the podcast 200 strong. So you guys continue on with the show for 200, 300, 400 more episodes. I am out. You suck. You suck. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm out. If I should stay, I would only be in.
We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast. On Twitter at high the number five the podcast. Instagram at high five the podcast. Or on Letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? Farting your skeleton out of your body? (laughs) Maybe. See you next week. Maybe. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.